You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Not Ben and Jerry's. They're shutting Ben and Jerry's down on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. Ugh. Of all the businesses, why Ben and Jerry's? Let's get into it. Let's let's check out what's going on. I follow Venice Beach pretty closely because it's a really cool. It's historically it's been a really cool beach and it's a really cool area of California. Right now, it is basically just overrun with massive homeless encampments. All right, before we get into this, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that hopefully you want to hear. All right, this was uh, sent to me by um, one of our ardent, ardent listeners slash viewers. Thanks for sending. And I never use names because, you know, let's keep this kind of on the down low. Business owner on Venice Boardwalk shutting down shop after rise in crime and drugs in the area. I've been following specifically the Ben and Jerry's um, through another YouTuber that I like to watch because it's entertaining stuff. And he is, uh, he goes by the name of German in Venice because he's a German guy. He's been living in Venice, California for 30 years. And his dream as a kid was to go to Venice Beach and see all the cool stuff going on there. And now he films what Venice Beach looks like. And it's different than what we all thought of Venice Beach as a kid. Venice Beach as a kid, you always think Arnold Schwarzenegger working out at that one gym that's an outdoor gym, and those guys just getting jacked back in the era, the golden era of bodybuilding. All the movies were made. Charlie Chaplin did a whole bunch of movies back in the day. Sylvester Stallone. I mean, all kinds of movies were made. Uh, Falling Down with... um, Michael Douglas had some scenes and just the the doors are out of Venice Beach. I mean, all of this stuff. And now Ben and Jerry's closing up its shop because it can't deal with the crime and all the other nonsense that's going on. Because California has basically said, ah, yeah, Venice Beach, that is one huge homeless encampment. I was watching, uh, and I covered this in a podcast, um, one of the homeless tents caught on fire a few months ago, and it basically burned down a, a huge three or four story um, complex. And they had to tear it down. And now it's basically just one huge slab of concrete and no building, no nothing going on there. Sad times for Venice Beach. I think that it's Venice Beach is kind of the epitome of California. It's got so much natural beauty. It's all right there on the Pacific Ocean. And yet these multi-million dollar homes that sit on the boardwalk have to look past just a sea of homeless tents that are there kind of just squatting. And it's a situation that um, we've got going on here in Seattle in a situation that Portland, San Francisco, a lot of these other cities have with no real end in sight, right? I mean, especially with the Rona, with the CDC saying, hey, you can't move people around. Rona might spread just willy-nilly anywhere. Let's get into it. A business owner in the Venice Beach Boardwalk is closing his ice cream store after a rise in crime, drugs, and encampments during the pandemic. Klaus Moeller, he's the co-owner of Ben and Jerry's at Venice Beach, said the ice cream shop opened three years ago in the area. And who doesn't who doesn't like Ben and Jerry's? They got some really good ice cream. They got ice cream for stoners, right? I mean, look at some of look at all the names of their ice cream. It's like, oh yeah, you know who's gonna be eating this. Oh yeah, that's funny. So Ben and Jerry's kind of a, a couple of old hippies from uh, Vermont, just making some the ice cream is 
it, it's amazing. It's uh, like 1200 calories for the little pint. It packs a punch because it's so fattening. And that's why it's so good. All right, so let's, let's scroll down here. I was doing really well. And this is the owner of Ben and Jerry's I was doing really well. And Venice always had homeless people. But it's never been a problem. And we've always taken care of the homeless. Our security guard is a homeless guy who lives in a tent. And he's been working as our security guard for two and a half years and is phenomenal. I thought that was pretty cool way to make, you know, kind of both worlds work. Muller said he always had a good relationship with the homeless community in Venice Beach and would allow them to sleep in front of his store before the pandemic. The homeless that have been always there are fantastic and sweet. We give them coffee and ice cream. And they're always really darling. They're just people who have fallen on hard times. They, homeless people, were basically protecting our store from taggers. We are the only store on the boardwalk that hasn't had graffiti on it, he said. However, when the pandemic hit, the area changed drastically, according to Mueller. When COVID hit, they, the city officials, decided to turn the boardwalk into a shelter for the homeless. They started saying, look, it's winter. Got to scroll down here, sorry. Look, it's winter. It's not tourist season. And we're going to start housing people on the boardwalk where they can semi socially distance, semi socially, they can kind of distance, we know they're not going to adhere to any of that because they're homeless and they don't care. Plus, if you're homeless, socially distancing is probably the least of your worries. I mean, having a roof over your head. That's a it's a tough go, even in Southern California. I mean, you just don't have a lot of the amenities that we take so accustomed in our daily life, like running water, using a restroom, all those kind of things, difficult lifestyle. So they started saying, look, it's winter, it's not tourist season, we're going to start housing people on the boardwalk where they can semi socially distance. And they're away from residential neighborhoods. But right up to the boardwalk is basically residential neighborhoods. Uh, just not single family homes. And we didn't think much about it then. Then in March, they closed us down. And as soon as the boardwalk was completely closed, everybody came in. And this is this is what I've been made aware of. They just boom, all of a sudden, it's a prime spot. I mean, you're on the boardwalk and you're living in a tent. I mean, that's that's kind of ideal. It's not ideal to be there, not out of choice. But, um, you know, if you're going to have to be homeless somewhere, pretty damn good spot. There's a lot of there's a handful of um, homeless encampments on Maui that I kind of follow just kind of I go by and okay, how many people are there? And how many tents are there? And those get swept out pretty hard. Maui's Maui keeps a pretty strong eye on that. And sometimes I'm like, where did they all go? Where are they? And I'll ask around and they're like, Oh, yeah, they're up, they're up over that way, something like that. So word spreads because everybody has an iPhone nowadays, including all the homeless, and literally, they closed the boardwalk down. And in two weeks, it was a sea of encampments. And it never recovered from that said Moeller. Moeller said the area has seen a rise in drugs and crime. Not surprising, right? Shocking. Hasn't all of California people are like, there have always been drugs in Venice. The Doors, perfect example, right? Jim Morrison, the Lizard King. Who doesn't like the Lizard King? If you don't like the Lizard King, man, I don't know. You need to you need to check out your moral values. And yeah, people would smoke pot, skateboard, and sell dream catchers. Those are those feathery things, right? I always have people tell, ah, oh, it's a dream catcher. It's like, okay, all right. 
It's kind of a hippy-dippy thing, right? Now it's meth and heroin that people are doing and dealing. We've had two people shot dead outside of Ben and Jerry's. We've had, I don't know, how many people that have accosted staff and stolen things. We had someone on meth jump over the counters and hit the kids in the face with a gas can saying they're going to torch the building to the point where it's just not safe, he said. So we've gone from kind of this ability to have both worlds coexist peacefully, and then kind of got overrun. And as California is open, closed, open, closed, just like Washington has, and mainly been closed the whole time, especially for food things like this, Ben and Jerry's, um, you just had the homeless overrun the area, they just came through. And that's a lot of what we've seen in Seattle as well. There's nobody saying, hey, you can't live here, you can't pitch your tent here, literally. And you see it on the on the beaches, people are literally just camping on the beaches. I think the police monitor that a little bit more. But on the sidewalk and on the streets, it's kind of anything goes. Moeller said some parents of his employees do not want their kids to work at the shop anymore. I can't really blame them. Hey, Johnny, I know you're a teenager and you want to make some extra spending cash, but don't work down on the boulevard. It's not safe. I've got too much money invested in you and I don't want to lose my investment. I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's not exactly what most parents would say. Um, but it's kind of true. You love your kids and you don't want to see them put in a position where they might lose their lives. That's a no go. And because city officials aren't really doing anything about this, it's probably just going to get worse, right? Kind of like here in the, in the city of Seattle. We're not doing a much of anything as far as this goes. We talk about it, reimagine it, we rethink it. But I've got another podcast I'm going to be doing that City of Seattle. Oh, they're scaling down their plans for creating more homeless shelter. Whole thing is just a mess. Um, so parents don't want their kids working there. I get that. Hey, go work in the burbs. But we don't have this ridiculous stuff. But what teenager doesn't want to be able to say 20 years from now, yeah, I worked at the ice cream shop on the boardwalk in Venice Beach. I and mean, that that's pretty cool, right? I mean, that's it's an area of American history. Right now, it's just a, an area of American history that is unfortunately at a low point. It's an ebb and flow game. And right now, we are ebbing and flowing on the, <laughs> the lower end. A lot of the kids that used to work for us, their parents don't allow them to work for us because it's just so dangerous. And I get it. The owner is saying, we are closing earlier now. We close before dark because we can't have kids walk home in the back alley in the dark. That's where all of the tents are. Tents line these streets. And they used to have areas that are just like these big concrete uh, structures. And, um, you know, a lot of white men can't jump was filmed there, which is not true. White men can't jump. They just can't jump as high as some other people. They can get a little bit of hops. But um, White Men Can't Jump, that is an epic movie. Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, oh, and, and um, oh, what was Woody Harrelson's girlfriend's name? I can't remember. That was a great movie. I mean, just in the whole California scene, growing up in Seattle, you, you like California movies because it always just seems so warm there. You could hang out at night. We can do that for like, you know, four days during the summer. And I just, it's longer than that. 
it's five days. Um, but you see California culture from Seattle and you're like, it's so warm there. It's so sunny. That big yellow ball in the sky there just all the time. And it just looks so fun. And, um, white men can't jump was, was one of those movies. It was like, um, those guys were street hustlers and it was a fun, fun movie. I digress. Moeller said the problem is the crime and the drugs. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. I've had everything stolen, all of our bicycles, our patio furniture, and police are like, what do you want us to do? I don't know. Get the stuff back. That's an impossible task, right? So people steal the stuff and put it in there like they, they've now, now when you look at the homeless encampments on Venice Beach, they're not like just tents like they are here in Seattle. They've got couches. They've got like workstations for like kitchen areas. They've got all kinds of stuff. They've got tables out where they sell stuff. I mean, it's, it's an ongoing like lifestyle that is hunkered down and they've got all kinds of stuff going on that normal homeless encampments would not have. But it's because California has basically said, hey, you can't move them. You can't move their big furniture. So just let them do their thing. And now it's really proliferated, right? I mean, it's it's kind of amazing. I want to go down there and, and shoot some footage and just see firsthand what it looks like. But I'm also kind of scared too, because the last time I was there, I was there with my kids when they were little. And um, I'd almost kind of like just to have that image in my head of, you know, Venice Beach. So cool. Mueller said in February of 2020, their sales were up 40% because of the pandemic. However, the shop lost half of its clients because of the lack of tourism during the pandemic. And the other half do not want to return. It's too dangerous. You're in an area of high crime. Don't want to go there to get ice cream. It's not that worth it to us. We had a lot of families that live here that have kids and they would come and eat ice cream. Not one of them comes anymore because as soon as they leave the store, some transient would come up to them, not wearing a mask, asking for change in food. And they're like, look, we're not taking our little kids to the boardwalk, he said. And that's fair, right? You don't want to put your kids, especially little kids, in that type of environment. Yeah, gotta keep them away. Let little Johnny stay at home and watch his cartoons and the Cartoon Network, right? Or whatever it is that they're watching these days. Probably something ridiculous on their personal device. Because we don't want to give kids cell phones, but we seem to give them our cell phones, meaning the adults. Oh, you're not going to get your own cell phone. But yeah, if you'll be quiet, I will let you use my cell phone indefinitely. Lord knows I don't want to use it because it just means people calling me and annoying me. Why don't you watch some YouTube? Don't watch any of that nasty stuff. Keep it clean, son. Righto, dad. Uh, he, the owner said, he said the, the store did $120 in sales in eight hours one day and their sales are down 90% from last year. So down 90%. That's a no-go. That's, that's game over. And I can't really blame them for wanting to to make a move here. Because um, I think you're going to see a ton of stores leave this area. It just doesn't make sense to be there. I mean, you, what are you going to, you're going to wait it out until this gets better? <sighs> Difficult. Moeller has contacted city officials like council member Mike Bonin. He said Bonin did not respond, but a member of his staff did speak with him. All right. She was very good at explaining things. She said, look, if we move the homeless from the boardwalk, we're, they're just going to be two blocks in a residential neighborhood where families with kids live. 
All right. So, okay, I get that. But now you're in an area with businesses that are trying to survive during a pandemic. So they're now going to be pushed. If you move them from the boardwalk, they're going to go where families with kids live. That's a no go. I tried to get the city to hopefully enforce the rule where they have to leave at 10am until 5pm. Homeless people don't give a rip about time. They got plenty of time. They're not on a schedule. 10 a.m. Okay, whatever. 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. So we would have at least seven hours where we could do business. And the city told us it's the parks and rec, not the city that is in charge. We have an endless blame somebody else game going on in these progressively led democratic cities. Endless. It's parks and rec. It's the city. It's the commissioner. It's the council members. It's the governor. It's the mayor. Nobody takes responsibility for any of this stuff. Nobody's like, hey, yeah, I know this is my department. I'm really doing a terrible job. I need to come up with as you can see, as you can see, nobody's doing a job here enforcing any regulations whatsoever. Let me get back to you with some kind of solution. We'll talk about it. And we'll see if we can't get something started. That never comes up, does it? It never comes up. It's Parks and Rec. That was another great show as well. Parks and Rec. That was some that was a fun show. Um, and it told us it's Parks and Rec and not the city that is in charge. So not the city, but Parks and Rec part of the city. Yeah, nobody knows what to do. They can't figure it out. Now they can figure out all this green energy ridiculousness, but they can't figure out how to get homeless people off of a sidewalk. That, that's tricky. That's that's too hard. Got to be selective there. You got you need to reimagine. You need to rethink before you take any action whatsoever that might make a business area more conducive to actually doing business, like people getting an effing ice cream cone, right? Moeller believes the larger issue is mental health and the lack of resources for people struggling with addiction. Yep. That's it, right? I mean, you don't come into an ice cream store and threaten to burn it down with a can of gas unless you've got some underlying mental health care issues and or addiction issues that you are struggling with because people like ice cream. People like ice cream stores. That's where you get ice cream. You don't threaten to burn it down. You just don't. You have a mental health care issue. So, I mean, he, he's totally dead on. And I think everybody knows this. It's just cities. Ah, oh, it's Parks and Rec. Ah, oh, it's the governor. Ah, oh, it's the mayor. That's what we're doing. We're playing the blame game, right? There's a bigger problem that I don't think is, that I don't think is getting addressed here, he said. Moeller is shutting down his store for now and hoping to work out a deal with the landlord. Like, I have a lease for a long time. I'm not going to be paying on that lease. Will you please let me out of it? Because this area has turned such a corner that I can no longer run my business here. If you need to sue me, go ahead and sue me. I don't want to die. I don't want to have any of my employees die. Therefore, I am not going to be running this business from this building anymore. That's how that conversation would go. Probably in nicer terms than that. Who knows? But that's how I would handle it. Hey, have you seen your building? It's right front and center in the crazy show that is known as Venice Beach Boardwalk. 
We're hoping that we work out a lesser rent. And obviously, we've applied for the PPP loan, and hopefully that will come through. We're lucky because we have some other businesses. Otherwise, we'd be bankrupt. I would be homeless. If Ben and Jerry's was our only business, I'd be homeless. We lost a lot of money last year. We lost over $200,000 last year. $200,000. And these are the numbers that the politicians are not looking at. They're like, Oh, yeah, they're business owners. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah, they got that PPP money. Yeah, that only covers a tiny little bit of like a $200,000 uh, loss. Because guess what? What you're paying people like teenage kids, what you're paying in employment, employment, you're not going to get a big PPP loan, you're going to get a small one because those are not highly paid employees. That's just the nature of the ice cream business, right? So there's the hard reality. And yet the politicians are like, ah, it's Parks and Rec. It, it's them. Got to blame them. Mueller said he is most concerned for his staff of 24 employees, which has become a family of its own. It breaks my heart because they're, they are the ultimate ones that will pay the price. I'll lick my wounds, but they don't have savings. He's talking about his employees. They live from paycheck to paycheck. If they don't get a month's paycheck, it's really serious. And that's how a lot of people are in the restaurant industry and the bar industry in general, living from paycheck to paycheck, just barely making it by. And yet, for some reason, we willy nilly just shut them down because we're afraid of our own shadow and the Rona might get us all, right? Oh, but it's okay. The election's over. So all of that stuff I just said, no longer applies. We're, we're going to reopen, we're going to rethink, we're going to reimagine, because we need to get the economy going again. So Ben and Jerry's, that is sad stuff, but I get it. Uh, you don't want to put your employees or yourself as the owner of a business in harm's way. And how many businesses have left downtown Seattle, and our politicians are like, geez, Ooh. this is behind closed doors, of course. Wow, We've got an exodus of business. What should we do? Well, first, we have to do some deep, deep-rooted reimagining and rethinking because that'll buy us some time until we have to actually do anything. I mean, I think that's what they're doing. Um, at the end of this, Fox 11 reached out to City Council member Mike Monin's office for comment and will update the story if and when one is given. We know how that goes. Hey, we can't really move them because we don't really know how to handle this. The whole CDC, let's blame the CDC. They said not to move them. But you know, we know this is ruining businesses, and they're all going to leave and we're not going to have the tax basis. But we don't really understand business anyway. So we're just going to kind of let this situation go. We're going to let it go. Plus that guy running the German in Venice, we want his viewership, we want his subscribers to, you know, just keep going. We got to give these viewers from all over the world something to look at. That's what the politicians are doing. I don't know what they're doing. They're not taking care of business. That's for sure. I mean, I think some of them want to. And yet you end up with this kind of stuff, where you're losing 200 grand because you've been shut down due to a pandemic. And then when you do come back to your business, you're like, whoa, we have got some influences here that families with kids who like ice cream, they are not going to tolerate. They're going to take their business anywhere else where they don't have to battle the homeless encampments to get to their Ben and Jerry's delicious ice cream. All right, that's it for me on this one. Um, I have beaten 
the Jerry's ice cream to death. Go get yourself some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But then also think about how much cardio you would, I'm going to end this, I'm going to end this podcast on a real downer because you know, how much cardio do you have to do for a 1200 calorie pint of Ben and Jerry's? Probably hour and a half, you are looking at a solid two plus hours of in the zone, heart rate, fat burning, hard. That's a good couple of hours of hard, hard labor. But man, it might be worth it. So go have your Ben and Jerry's. Go do that. All right. That's it for me on this one. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a subscriber. If you are, if you're not, think about it. Love to have you be a subscriber. I got to say that. I'm told I got to say that more, but I don't because it's boring and you guys know what to do. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks again for being here. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.